Hello and welcome to No More Mondays, the podcast where two indie hackers, James McKinnon and Dan Rowden, talk about building their indie businesses. Dan has a product studio doing 8K MRR, and I have a podcasting business doing just over 2K. This week, Dan goes hard on the marketing site for Illo and is very busy with the new Ghost V5 launch, while I go viral taking down a certain microphone that had a really tough mental health week. A big thank you to today's sponsor, Paddle, who just acquired Profitwell. How cool is that? But we'll talk more about them later on in the episode. Let's get into it. I'm just finding a picture, Dan, of my new shitbox. Oh, yeah. I was, <laughs> was going to ask about that. So uh, I sold my car last Thursday, gone. Spent the next few days really stressing out about how I was going to get another car because the car market is just prices are so high. And then I found this little wagon. Ford Focus? Ford Focus C-Max. This is my new family car. Yeah. Which ultimately... I just wanted to fit my golf clubs in. And if I was going to get a really small car, I wouldn't have been able to. And I just wanted something a bit sensible. And I got this, Dan, for £1,200. <laughs> it's got 100,000 miles on it. It is 16 years old. And it's called Freddy the Ferocious Ford. There we go. That's what I named it. <laughs> Doesn't look very ferocious, but it will, it will do you well. you got wheels again. A little less flashy, but you'll go under the radar. My dad was saying to me yesterday, uh, have, you, have you missed the Beamer? Like, has it been hard not having that? And surprisingly, no. Uh, it's been fine. Obviously, the car's not as nice to drive. But if you think of, like, jobs to be done, the job to be done was I need uh, a vehicle to get me to places. That need is still being solved. I'm still able to get from A to B. That, that, is, that was the problem. But how I get there is different. So there, there is no need to have an expensive mm. car. It's just, I wanted it. So this week I bought the car, Dan. Yeah. This week Paddle yeah. have bought Profit World. Did you see that? I did. Of course I saw it. Paddle fanboy over here. <laughs> yes, you are. <laughs> and that's a bit of luck because today's sponsor, in fact, is Paddle. Now, Paddle was a sponsor that I was probably most excited about when I saw it, saw them come through on the form. You're a bit of a super user of Paddle. You say yourself you're a fanboy. <laughs> Why are you a fanboy of Paddle? Well, I've just been using Paddle for... 10 years now almost oh and it's just just my go-to payments processor for my SaaS products the main things that are like the tax like headache just doesn't exist digital tax is like super fragmented and so messy and because Paddler are much a record you just plug into their thing they handle the checkout and they process the payments on your behalf and then you get a payout later so all the tax stuff is not your business it's Paddle's business and because they do it for everyone at once it makes it I guess easier for them they just do one thing instead of having like thousands and thousands of tax things to like handle yeah another big thing for me is that they offer paypal integration next to cards <gasps> so when you go check out an illo for example you can pay by card or paypal just natively just one integration for me um, and about 30 to 40 percent of my payments for across my projects come through paypal so like without mm -hmm. paypal it may not like completely replace it because those people probably have cards but that's a significant part of my payments I would miss if I didn't have that. It seems like Paddle's becoming more and more a thing in the indie SaaS business. Loads of people that I, mm. I know about are using Paddle more and more. It's just a good tool to have. It's super easy to integrate with. It's just drop a link if you want to and it loads the checkout. You don't have to like use APIs or anything like that if you don't want to. So as indie hackers, 
it's hard to grow, you know, and like there's distractions, like we were saying, with the tax that can slow you down because you don't want to be spending days handling tax and payments and trying to deal with it. You want to be building your product or marketing it even. Marketing it instead of dealing with tax. Paddle does that for you. And they've just acquired ProfitWell to take the load off your finance and engineering teams. Uh, so they make subscription billing, payments, tax and growth products that do it for you. In turn, you can focus on what really matters, your team, your customers and your products. So if you're using any other payment provider, I think give Paddle a go. So we mentioned there that they've also acquired ProfitWell. Huge news. I'm excited. I think they're going to integrate profit well into paddle into the product rather than keep it separate yeah just having more data more analytics more reporting stuff and some of the products that profit will have like the retain feature which helps you not reduce churn so if you can drop that into your app natively using just your paddle integration that's gonna be like game changer i guess and they're also making a documentary on it I've I've been watching ProfitWell's content for ages. They've been making loads of video stuff. They had a series called Price and Page Teardown, which when I was working with a lot more SaaS businesses was very cool. To, and I didn't expect them to make a literal documentary <laughs> about the acquisition, which I think is going to be very interesting. Yeah, it looks really good as well. All right, Dan. Sponsor slot over. Thank you, Paddle. What have you been working on this week? I was working on Eli's marketing site, as we discussed last week, the paid trials stuff. I've been mean, having loads of testimonials. Uh, I got some cool new testimonials for the website. And yeah, just, I mean, I think I've spent, spent way too much time on this marketing site, but I just want to get it as good as I can. You said you were going to get out this week. Yeah. So <laughs> I've had some technical issues with some of the, the new code that went along with the marketing site. So I I do want to get it out, but now it's Friday. I don't really want to push it out today because it has the new paid yeah. trial stuff. And I wanted to get that so it doesn't break. Obviously, I don't want people to sign up and then not be able to get into it. You know. And as I tweeted earlier in the week, I'm still not 100% sure if paid trials is a good idea, but I think we're going to do it a couple of weeks, maybe a month, and see what happens. And then kind of check the data yeah. and see how that goes. Oh, yeah, I opened the affiliate program for Yellow yesterday. So that was something else I was working on that maybe I shouldn't have done this week, but I just wanted to get that out as well. So anyone can sign up to be an affiliate and they'll get 25% commission from everyone they send to ELO. So yeah, a lot of ELO stuff this week, a lot of marketing thoughts and plans and hardly any coding. I really want to get the threads analytics out soon as well because mm -hmm. I was looking actually at the pricing table that I tweeted out yesterday. I was proud of myself for all that like UI and UX interaction stuff I'd built, but then I realized that the pro plan, the new pro plan I'm introducing, <laughs> doesn't really have anything in it apart from spaces analytics. So at least I want to get something out in there as well yeah so the other part of the pro plan will have to come later but i do really need to get the thread analytics out just to kind of push that a bit yeah so the other thing was so i'm making it more clear that i am climate positive with my projects mm. so i've been paying a monthly fee to this um, service called ecology and basically they ask you how many people you have working for you and kind of, and then they kind of like figure out how many trees you should be uh, planting every month or which projects you can put money into and I've been doing that for two years now oh, so yeah nice. I've put that in the Illo footer now yeah it's like it just it doesn't really affect the product or anything but it's just a little bit of marketing and then the last yeah like the other major thing that happened this week was Ghost released uh, version 5 of their software so they announced last week <laughs> in their discord that they they were going to do a, a preview of version 5 and they didn't say when it was coming out, but they surprised everyone on Monday, like, here it is. And I had to upgrade some databases and <laughs> stuff and make sure that everyone's sites were still running fine. And now 
So I can't do automatic updates to five because there are some breaking changes in theme code. So if I just updated everyone's site that's on Gloat, some of them would just not display properly in some areas and I don't want to break people's website. So I've emailed everyone and now they're kind of emailing back saying, yep, yeah, I want to have five. I'm ready for the update. So what's new with Ghost 5? So Ghost 5, it's like when they released Ghost 4, it's most of the new stuff that they launched at the end of the previous version just packaged in a new version. So there's multiple newsletters you can have in one Ghost site now. So you can have like Dan's blog, but then you could have like, I don't know, like an investor updates newsletter and posts going out as a newsletter and something else all from within one ghost site which is interesting i hadn't thought mm-hmm. of that as something people need but people seem excited about that and then yeah there's like theme changes there's proper support for tiers so you can have multiple products before like a year ago they announced or well, they released the monthly and yearly products but now you can have like 10 different tiers if you want so that changed a lot of code uh-huh. yeah there's not, nothing like crazy big there's a new dashboard which shows metrics better which i like because it's like analytics and stuff <laughs> uh it, it's been impressive what ghosts have launched over the past few years because mm-hmm. they're like that they are already the best platform for publishing and they're just getting better and better and better going in it's like with their newsletter thing it's one less tool to have if you have a media or publishing business ghost is just the default I've had some new ideas for Cove, actually, with the newsletter stuff. You know the reactions I built for posts? Someone was like, can you put these in the newsletter? I was like, no, you can't, actually. <laughs> but I think I'm going to talk to Ghost and see if it's possible to just drop in some code into your email. And then you could have like the reactions within the email newsletter. So even though I like, released Cove and kind of not really think about it, I have been thinking about it again this week <laughs> because of the Ghost update. There's some fun new ideas I've got, but I'll leave them for now. And your um your work got featured on the website, right? Oh yeah, <laughs> they featured Ali's website on the on one of their pages. Yeah, which was cool. Yeah, it's nice to see that. Talking of being featured, did you see Transistor launch their new podcast website? Yes, I did. And we were on the we were on their website. Yeah, which was pretty cool. And he's been uh, tweeting as well, he replies to people. Maybe it was just in his thread, tweeting our link in to our website because we're using that new theme. I think it's very smart from transistor to do this because like i I always use something separate for my podcast website but since they started adding the new themes it made it a no-brainer to just use theirs and save save money and the fact they're now opening this up to other podcast hosts it's a really smart move for them this is such a good example of products as marketing a tool that they they had existing in the product they just spun out for marketing yeah yeah that's very clever hopefully justin will do like a a review or something in a few months to show how it's affected business because I, I would just, I mean you'd assume that if it's popular it would then convert people to being paying customers otherwise why would they be doing this what have you been up to I haven't seen Indie Bytes <laughs> yeah no I said last week that I'll be publishing the episode that day but that day I had a bad day I, I was going to get it done on Friday but I honestly I've had a really bad couple of weeks of getting stuff done and I was thinking about this before the recording on whether or not I should talk about like mental health stuff again because it's not really been a problem for me the last few months. It's been really nice not having that as a problem. But it sort of crept in recently and I've been having a lot more days where I'm just feeling tired and frustrated and wake up not wanting to do anything and it's it's stressing me out a little bit. So I decided to do the Indie Bites one a week to sort of relieve some of the pressure of the amount of work I'm doing. But I still wanted to keep to the one a week and obviously on Friday when I said I was going to do it, I didn't and it's just been sort of piling up so I try and say don't worry about it try again next week 
But if that happens too often, it just gets worse and worse. So I did skip it and it's been a bit of a bad week mental health wise for me. Do you find that when you you miss the thing that you're stressed about, it makes it worse? Yeah, yeah, 100%. And like the, the only way to really solve it is by just doing the thing. Right. But it's so hard to do when you get in that mindset and when you're struggling with mental health stuff. It's so hard to make yourself do the thing. And I know a lot of listeners would have struggled with the same thing. Uh, to be honest, I don't have any particular advice for it because I still don't know how to... Like when that happens, what you then do. Mm. I think general advice is take a break and chill out. But it's always at the back of your mind. You're always thinking, oh, I have missed Mm. that deadline. Like Indie Bites is is self-imposed. I don't have to do it. I do, like there's listeners that do expect it. And I was pretty happy with the two a week I did for the month and a bit. But I I, I just, I want it to be regular. Well, how, how much time is it taking like to rec- I guess you're recording now more than you, you were. Yeah, I haven't been recording. If I get out the habit of scheduling and doing recordings regularly, I I like stop doing them. And the next one back, which might be after three or four weeks, I struggle with. So mm. I have had a few booked in over the last few weeks. But what's happened is I've either not been prepared. So I've said to the guest, look, we can either do it and I won't be as prepared. I usually am. Or can I have a few more weeks? Or it's just been on the day. I've not felt up to it. And if yeah, people don't see this part of Indie Bites, if I'm not feeling good on the day of a recording, I won't do it because I've got to bring a certain amount of energy. I've got to be feeling good so I can listen to what the guest is saying and ask interesting questions and if I don't bring the energy I can't get that from the guest either so if I'm not feeling good I will reschedule it and that's happened a lot the last couple of weeks but the Indie Bites guests have been amazing just being understanding with it it's a bit like a performance right I remember when I was doing my Mag Hero show and having yeah. to ask people stuff I had to like psych myself up to do it because I'm not that kind of person that likes performing at all like when I'm doing indie bites regularly say i'm doing two a week every week recording i find it very easy to get in the zone but if i've not done it for a couple of weeks i get a bit more nervous about it and it takes a lot more to get that energy and that's what i found with the not wanting to do the last few recordings because i've just i'm not practiced with it and like if you meet me in person i'm i'm not too dissimilar to how i am on a podcast like I'm, I'm quite intense, high energy, and but it is still a performance. You're still pressing a record button, and you're still a host facilitating a conversation. So, yeah, and like, yeah, if you meet you out somewhere, then you you're in the mindset of being out. It's not like they've come into your home when you're in like a bad funk or anything, and seen yeah. you in that mood. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. Yeah. I, I interestingly, talk, talking about being in a bad funk, last Wednesday, I was in a really bad, I, I had a terrible day. I was feeling so down in the dumps and it was Indie, indie Beers Day, but I just, I took it in really baby steps and I knew that if I went to have beers with my friends in London, I would feel good when I did it. But the mindset I was in was just, I just want to lay in bed and not mm. do it. So the first step was I called my mum and got her to give me a lift to the station. And I, I actually said, no, I, I can't do it. I'm going to get out. So I got out halfway through and said, I'm going to get a coffee. I'm going to go and get a coffee. It's like on the way to the station. And then I'll, I'll like decide after that. So I had my coffee. Like I, I can still go home if I'm not feeling up to it. Got my coffee. Then I got to the train station, bought my ticket. And it's like, right, you still don't have to get on the train. 
And I was like, right, I'm here. I may as well just get on the train. You still don't have to go to the beers. Like you can leave after five minutes. Still feeling shitty. Didn't really want to do anything on the train. Just sat in silence. When I got there, had a great time. Really had a great time. Yeah, mental health's weird, isn't it? It's like a, a strange <laughs> beast. Weird. Yeah, I have yeah. I have bad days and I just don't want to do anything. But at least I, I guess I have I have to do stuff. I, I will say I'm I'm very grateful for having the like the freedom and flexibility with my time that it is okay to have bad days mm-hmm. and I, I would feel terrible if I had these days on someone else's time. The fact I do it on my own time, it's like I, I don't feel that pressure of oh my god I'm having a bad day when I'm meant to be doing work for this person. Yeah, I had a, had a bad week, but I had a really big distraction. So on our recording last Friday. I just built don'tbuyayeti.com and on Sunday, I didn't have a tweet for the day, so I was like, let me just share this. So I did a quick tweet, just trying to keep my streak up, saying, oh, look what I built, ha ha, I made a website which says why you shouldn't buy a Blue Yeti microphone, here are some options. And dude, it went mad. It's the most viral tweet I've ever had. Nice. Is it top of your ELO table? It's top of my ELO table. It's got 200,000 impressions. Wow. So yeah, this website did way better than I thought. And the response to it was about 80% of people said, this is great, fantastic, I completely agree, Yeti is terrible, you're like doing a public service with this. Then another 10% were people saying, you're completely wrong, I love the Yeti, Mm -hmm. there's nothing wrong with it. Or like, you're just saying people are poor because they can't afford other microphones. and the Blue Yeti is like an entry level. Another 5% of people were like, where's the affiliate links, man? Add the affiliate links. How are you like monetizing this? And then the other 5% were thinking it was Yeti coolers. And they were like, I feel like they were armoring up to say, no, the Yeti cooler's great. But then they saw it and it was about a microphone. How, many, how much traffic did that send to the site? So 210,000 impressions got uh, 11,000 link clicks. And <laughs> I almost didn't install Fathom. Is that good? That's great. That's crazy. 11,000 visits yeah. from one tweet. Because, I mean, there's that thing uh-huh. that you shouldn't put links in a tweet, right? That, that it, like, <laughs> penalizes you. But I, I don't have that on my tweets usually. And this is an obvious rejection of that theory. The other big chunk of views was from Hacker News. And now, Dan, I've never had anything on Hacker News <laughs> before. And there's a reason for that. I think it's toxic. I think it's horrible. Yes, you can get a lot of traffic, but it's so temporary. And, and I was like, do I, do I go and look at the comments on it? Do I f-? And so I did, expecting it to be bad. And it was. People were just, they're just arseholes on Hacker News. <laughs> why, why, why do people have to be arseholes on Hacker I thought, News? I thought you were going to be like, no, and they were really nice this time. No, apparently not. They were just the same as always. <laughs> so the interesting thing about this, so this is something that went more viral than I've had before. And it made me realize, one, how virality isn't that great. And two, how temporary it is. Yeah. Because I, it's literally one day it got 8,000 and yesterday it got 300. It's just like a massive peak and then drop straight off. There's no real longevity of this. It doesn't really give me a great deal of benefit. Maybe if I added the affiliate links, I would have made 200 bucks or something. But like, it's going to be a cool bit of content marketing for me. But intangibly, there has been some really cool things that have come from it. A couple of podcast interviews where people have emailed me and said, love the site. We'd love to talk to you about the podcast equipment. A few quite big people now follow me. Nathan Latka mentioned, messaged me about sponsoring the pod. A few other people just through the eyeballs that came on this. 
And then the cherry on the icing on the top of the cake. Yesterday, I went to the podcast show in London, which was very nice, by the way. And there was a Shaw stand there. And on this Blue Yeti site, I've got the main recommendation is the Shaw MV7, which is the microphone I use here. And then like the big baller option is the Shaw SM7B. And I went over to the Shaw stand at the podcast show and said, guys, I don't know if you've seen this, but I made a site taking down or, or saying why I don't like the Blue Yeti. And the MV7 was the microphone I recommended. Have you seen this? And they were like, no, this is great. And they were like, are you James? I was like, yeah. He said, oh, so we, we were like looking for images of our microphones to on Unsplash to put on like the, the background of the computers. We searched MV7 and your image came up. So it, it's just like by constantly posting stuff everywhere, <laughs> it works out quite well. And the best thing about this was that Shaw gave me a free little microphone at the podcast show. Oh, nice. Because you haven't got enough already. Um, which, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what is it well no th this is a Shure MV88 plus oh, look at the size of that little tiny. this microphone is great I tested it out yesterday at the pub with dad and it's like the reason they gave it to me or offered it to me was I often send microphones to guests and it costs a lot to send a big microphone now I can just send this <laughs> and look at, look at the ah uh -huh, baby so yeah I Big shout out to Shaw because I like their microphones. They didn't have to give me a free mic. They were so friendly when I went over to the stand and spoke to them. And Marco from Shaw, I really appreciate you you giving me this gift and being so kind. That's awesome. Yeah, but your point about just posting stuff, you, don't, you never really know what's going to happen. Like your, your tweet oh. blew up more than you'd expected. And that definitely, I mean, that's definitely changed something in the universe. Like, like you say, a few people have DM'd you or whatever, but... You don't, again, in the future, something else might happen because someone saw that website. Like, you're just kind of putting, adding onto your luck, basically. Increasing yeah. luck surface area. Yeah, that's the one. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, that's cool that that happened. Because, I, I mean, I'm guessing you weren't expecting that to happen at all. You just no, no, no. I was expecting, <laughs> like, it, it was because Jack tweeted about it and I, I had the domain. I've, I, it's it's like the pick a side for marketing, right? It's the base camp thing. Just get, like be so strongly opinionated about something. My my general conviction is the 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 Yeti is fine. It's <laughs> it works as a microphone. The main trouble is people like it, there are better options for the money. So if you get a Yeti, it works. But you should look for other options and like for what most people use it for podcast in bad sounding rooms it's condenser mics so it doesn't sound great but yeah that was my week i was very much distracted the first couple of days with don't buy a yeti i added the link to podpanda and i've started to make some little tweaks to podpanda i'm getting ready to i've not actually like launched it in inverted commas it's just been slowly i'm telling people about it so i might do a launch try and get like a bit of traffic generate a bit of buzz for this editing service in in the next couple of weeks. All right then, do you know what the time is now, Dan? I think I do. It's time for... Tweet of the Week. It is now time for Tweet of the Week. Dan, I'll go first. Okay, go I don't see your link yet. So mine is from the man, the myth, the legend. It's Cortland Allen, who put out a tweet which has ended up with a load of great responses. This was a really good question. He says, what are the most timeless essays, articles, and blog posts you've read online? And I just love that word, timeless. It means that 
the links that are going to be posted here good so paul graham do things that don't scale one i like that i read fuck around itis monica lent has done a, a few good ones it's just a really good thread of different articles but i, I like the way that Cortland phrased it timeless essays must mean they're good yeah i'm going to check out some of those links because there's quite a few in there okay so my tweet this week <laughs> is not indie related but i just wanted to talk about this because, right, so long-time listeners will know that I tore or partially tore my ACL ligament in my left knee. And for months, I've been kind of like moping around, not being able to do sport, having some pain here and there. And then yesterday, Zlatan Ibrahimovic, Swedish football player, plays for AC Milan, announced that he, has, he hasn't had an ACL in his left knee for like six months or something. And he's been playing football at like the highest level. And it just made me kind of put everything into like... <laughs> into perspective so he's had like i don't know injections and he's had his knee drained once a week and all this stuff um had been on painkillers and barely slept because he wanted to play football rather than have like the time out he's 40 as well so he's like half decade older than me and playing like sport without the <laughs> the ligament and here i am moping around with like half a ligament not doing any sport so yeah i don't know that, that was like that messed my brain a bit yeah, I don't know. I don't really know how to react to that, but it's just, that's a crazy story. Well, Dan, quit your moaning. Get out and play <laughs> football. If Zlatan's... But no, I, I think like the distinction here is athlete towards the end of the career, different uh, different mindset, different levels. He's, yeah, he's probably not going to play again after the ACL thing, right? And yeah, the, like, the, the mentality of professional athletes, especially at that level, is just wild. And so... Dan, don't worry. Yeah, yeah. You're, you're okay not doing sport. <laughs> All right, mate. Good tweets. I like that one. Something a bit different. Yeah. Uh, what are you doing for the next week? Just like last week, I really want to get the Illo website, the marketing <laughs> site out. So I've been working on the Illo Threads analytics, and there's some sort of bug that it works perfectly in my local version, and when I test it on the production version, it's like not finding threads properly. I'm not really sure what's going on there, but. Yeah, so I need to finish that and then just tweak some of the final things. I think the site is ready, the content is ready, the images are all compressed and loaded and everything. Yeah, I just need to get it out there. Probably some more gloat updates, uh, upgrades to all the sites and uh, not much else. I finished my last client project this week as well and now I'm all on all in on Illo. All in on Illo. Well, good stuff. Last bit of client work. For me this week, Indie Bytes is going to go out. I need to, I, I would like to get a few more recordings in, mm. build up a backlog and publish. Podpanda work, getting it all ready to, to go live at a launch, I guess. Maybe write a few blog posts. And yeah, my, my main goal next week is to try and get a new client. That's what I would like okay. to do. A new client for Podpanda. Just one would be great. Yeah. Okay. Well, we'll check in next week and see if you, awesome. how many you got. All right, mate. See you later. All right. Cheers. Thank you for listening to this episode of No More Mondays with James McKinman and Dan Rowden. If you want to chat to us about anything we discussed on this episode, feel free to mention us on Twitter at No More Mondays FM and tag this episode. You'll also find a list of talking points in the show notes, along with details of today's sponsor, Paddle. See you next Monday.